0: Only a couple of weeks after the NFL draft, one of the great stories in St. Louis, local player who makes it to the league, has to be Pierre Desir. And if you think about the resume, I know I'm always talking about people's resumes, the more unique, uh, the more it appeals to me. But this is pretty rare to make it to the NFL. Born in Haiti, played college football at Lindenwood, and end up a fourth-round draft pick. In fact, Pierre Desir was the first ever Lindenwood player to be drafted in the NFL fourth-round pick of the Cleveland Browns back in 2014. Played his high school ball at Francis Howell Central. And amazing story of perseverance when he couldn't get the college aid that he needed at Linden. What He had to take a job, and it was a temp agent. Ended up just doing all kinds of crazy jobs just to pay the bills. And then in the league, you get cut a couple of times, start to wonder, am I gonna make it? Trying to hang on, get a little bit of security. Well, finally, with the Indianapolis Colts, played well and got a nice deal, got a nice check. And currently a free agent, looking to continue his NFL career. But we've we've talked in the past, it's been a while, and good to catch up with one of the real good guys who's always looking to do community work. Pay it forward, and he's got a great story to tell. Again, those things that I listed, those are a lot of boxes that most people wouldn't be able to check. Pretty crazy, the success he's been able to have, and just a really, really good guy. Good member of the St. Louis community. Pierre Desire is the Kill Coin Conversation, presented as always by Triad Bank. St. Louis based since 2005. Find them on the web at triadbanking.com or stop by and see him on Clayton Road in Frontenac, the CEO, Jim Regna, he's a St. Louis guy. Went to Rosary High School, then went to college at UMSL. And the whole point about being a St. Louis-based bank means if you want to get something done, it's easier to do when the decisions are made right here in St. Louis. Triad Bank, the neighborhood-friendly bank. Appliance Discounters, The theappliancediscounters.com is their website. Real simple, go online. Get in the search engine, type in General Electric, check out all their great material, get yourself a GE rebate on top of it. Things are delivered quickly. That's what Appliance Discounters is all about. Not just the great brands, but the fact that they've got the giant warehouse and they can get it delivered within days. We don't talk about the supply chain when we're talking about Appliance Discounters. Their savings are your savings. Check out any of their area stores or online at theappliancediscounters.com. Marie de Villa Senior Living, corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Great spot for your senior years, whether it's a villa estate. Maybe you're looking for assisted living. Could be your parents, your aunt, your uncle, something you're planning for down the road. Take a virtual tour at mariedevilla.com. And B&G Tuckpointing, they are the best in the bricks. I love the tweets they send out with the before and after doing some brick work. There was a porch the other day. It just looked dilapidated. I mean, if you pulled up and saw that porch, you might say, just tear it down and start over. Well, they rebuilt it. it. looks brand new. It's part of the great brick work that they do. Also, waterproofing, foundation repair. They are the best in the bricks. Your tuckpointing needs and beyond. BG Bgtuckpointing.com is their website, or call Rich Galati and the team directly. 363 525 363 zero five two five right here in st louis find out why they are the best in the bricks and right now the Kilcoin conversation with the nfl cornerback pierre dezier well pierre great to catch up i think the last time we had an interview scheduled covid hit yeah and you're coming over to fox Two, and we're like he can't come in the building we're like what? And they're like and then charlie marlowe my colleague said i'll do it and he's like and we went down into the lobby but you were donating some money and uh, that was a weird time, wasn't it? Because it, it, you got released right before, right after, in the middle of lockout. Right. Yeah, it happened. Or, uh, not the lockout, the COVID.
1: Yeah, I got released um, after. A, I want to say like a week or two after the interview, actually. Um, but it was a you know it was definitely you don't blame Fox too for the, no the no, not the no not at okay. all not at all I don't blame anyone no it's it's part of the <laughs> business style but yeah it was a weird time in adjusting to the rules and regulations of COVID and then trying to figure out what's the next move and trying to make sure everyone's safe. So it was definitely a weird time.
0: I was thinking about you when Lindenwood with D1. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking now, and it's been a great program for a while, but I'm like, now this takes them to another level, and maybe kids will be able to bounce to the NFL from Lindenwood. And you were the first. I mean, we're talking eight years ago coming up here, 2014 draft, fourth-round pick, first-ever Lindenwood pick. What, What did that time in your life, what did that mean to you to be able to Go from Linden. Well, there, there weren't a lot of kids. There no, weren't there any. There weren't no, any.
1: You know, to me, it just it showed uh, what hard work looked like um, and that, you know, one of the things that our coaches were preaching during that time was it really doesn't matter where you come from. Um, if, if, you, if you stand out enough, someone's going to find you. And that's what I kind of kept, kept in my mind is that, you know, someone's going to find me somewhere, even though I did go to Division two school, just, you know, just play hard, work hard, and, you know, let my game speak for itself.
0: So going to Cleveland, you're like, all right, I'm in the league. I'm a draft pick. But then the coach, Mike Pettin, mm-hmm. right, was your guy?
1: Yeah, Mike Pettin was my coach. And yes.
0: then he gets let go. So then now you, did you feel like, oh, my God, now i got to prove myself. You go to the Chargers. All of a sudden you're like, oh, here we go again?
1: Yeah, it was it was one of those things, you know, and I didn't really witness it because the first two years I was there. And so then going into my third year, getting cut, you know, didn't really experience it before. Didn't really have a lot of, uh, you know, background in being cut and then transferring to a different team. Um, So, yeah, it was a lot of emotions, you know, a lot of up and downs and just thinking, you know, am am I really cut out to playing in this game? And, uh, you know, I just have a strong support system that, you know, continue to help me and get get through that that tough time and just continue to push.
0: And so from the Browns, it was
1: Chargers, Mm -hmm. right?
0: And then Seattle?
1: Yes. And then Seattle. I went to Seattle. I want to say I want to say like week seven or week eight. And I and I was on a practice squad in Seattle at that time.
0: You pick off Russell and practice or you anything, know, and turn some yeah. heads. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean it, that, that, time, atmos- yeah. that that atmosphere is very competitive, and uh, you know you, you see why they were they were they did so well, and uh, you know I was able to stay there a year, had opportunities to go on active in different places, but I just I just felt like I I had uh, you know so much to learn from the game, and there were so many great players that I was I was able to uh, play with and just learn from.
0: And then it really clicked in Indianapolis. You're playing for the Colts. It seemed like Frank Reich was a guy who obviously believed in you as well. Right, tell me about what worked in Indy.
1: What worked in Indy, um, as far as you know, the coaching staff is they were they were very authentic. They were themselves. Um, I think a lot of coaches try to pretend and be something that they're not. But with Frank, you could tell that he was a, he was a player's coach. Um, he played the game as well, so he he knew what it was like to be a player. Um, and you know, we just bonded, you know, a lot of guys bonded and we all were on the same, same mindset, the same mission of, you know, just getting 1% better each day and improving. And I think that's what kind of stuck with me and then just kind of just continue to transcend my career and, um, something that I, I took, I took with me the rest of the way.
0: And you had a young family, were they moving every, like if you go to the Chargers, you're on the team, you're off the team, you go to Seattle,
1: like how often would they go everywhere you went? You know, that was a tough decision I had to make because I didn't want them to have to keep moving and, uh, you know, just transferring, you know, with me. I think I made the decision to be a lot easier if they I would have a home base here in uh, Missouri and just be able to have them be able to re- live their lives and have me take care of, you know, leaving and then having to move out and finding places to live, which was a tough decision because you want to be with your family. But this business, you know, you never know. And uh, I just wanted to make sure they had, you know, some kind of... Um, you know, home base where they can where they can stay,
0: and then in Indy they give you the big contract. Is there a moment there where you say it all paid off? Everything I did, I went from Washburn to Lindenwood. You know, a kid from House Central, all of a sudden now right. gets the big contract that you always see in the bottom of ESPN going yeah. by. So and so signs a deal. Did you have a cathartic moment there, like man, after everything, it it worked?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was kind of like the same feeling of when I got drafted. Um, just everything that I went through, uh being cut multiple times, being on practice squad and really trying to find a home and you know a lot of it is working up to making sure you have some type to some type of security and finally being able to get that type of security and being able to take care of my family um you know it was it was just one of those blessings that and a moment that i'll never forget, and i'm you know just very thankful for it I was able to reach that that goal in my career do they actually hand you
0: the check because i hear from guys now they go no it's a wire transfer I'm like, yeah, oh, that's no direct, fun direct, when mike jones signed with the rams he said i got to walk in the building yeah. and they had to give me an envelope and he goes and i had a check for five hundred thousand dollars and he goes and i ran to the bank right. I'm like, but now everything's like trans oh we'll cash app you tomorrow young yeah i like, mean
1: yeah you got to you got to see the check um oh, yeah. I, and, I, I, and i think i would know, wet my pants if you got to see me, that yeah. much money yeah i mean it was you know, I th- I show my brothers too. I show my I show my family just be like, look, you know, we did it, and no, we never seen a check that you know that 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 big. So
0: what was the number that they give you? At, so they up give front.
1: you. So so I had a signing bonus of uh, a uh, couple million, but I only got the first in like the first 15 days. So I think it was like a couple million in the first check, and you know that well, was, that works. That, that, that works for me. That works. For, like, I'm you can't gonna, go to the corner quick quake and cash it. Either. No, no, no. You would have to go to a, co- a couple of them.
0: Uh, and so from there, though, that you probably thought you had a home forever, mm-hmm. right? So it's the, the story of Pierre Desir is that it's it's a battle. It paid off, but it's still a battle, mm-hmm. right? And so when you leave the Colts, is there a feeling, man, I really thought I had a home?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I was there for three years. Um, you know, you, you, you've been around the community. You've been around the, the players and the staff. You, you grow a relationship. But um, luckily for me, I was able to – Uh, go through those struggles of being cut and, you know, just a lot of ups and downs and a lot of adversity in my career. Um, So I didn't take things personal. It was not personal. It was part of the business. Um, I just knew I had a lot of, uh, you know, game left in me and that whenever I got an opportunity to play somewhere, um, just – Make sure I take full advantage of the opportunity and just continue to push.
0: You played for the Jets last year. You played for Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and I, I got to ask about it's Tom Brady, it's Gronk, it's the phenomenon. And uh, what was that experience like being on the a high profile team and a really good team?
1: It's a. I mean, it was it was a great feeling. I, honestly, it was. I always looked up to Tom Brady. Um, I seen it, especially what he what he's able to do, and all the criticism and everything that he had to. Uh, overcome and just just being a multi just being a just being a champion just his mindset how he worked um and just listen to him speak and it's crazy like you're your teammates with the guy and you and you uh and you watch him play but for him to like even though I'm teammates with him for him to even say like save your name like hey Pierre like when we played Indy you know me and him I had a chat before the game and he was like yeah I remember when you played here just one of those things that he's like man even though he's your teammate still like you have so much respect for the guy because of what he done and um, you know, you got him, you got Gronk. I mean, just a, a tremendous duo of what they did um, in New England and what they did in Tampa. So it was just it was just a blessing to be able to be around that um, and be around winning um, because they, they did it so often.
0: Well, and, and a lot of bitter St. Louis Rams fans were watching closely that playoff game. Yeah. And I think everybody just assumed it's Tom Brady. He's going to win. Right. Like, did you guys feel that way in the building? Like, hey, we got Tom. We're I don't know
1: how, but we're going to win. Absolutely. I, I don't think there was any doubt. Um, during that game um, because you've seen him done it before. You've seen him doing the Super Bowl. You've seen him do it many times throughout his career. So there's definitely no doubt in that game that uh, he was going to uh, come back and win.
0: So when we talk about the first ever Lindenwood football player to get drafted in the NFL, how many kids that were born in Haiti have played in the NFL? Is that a small number? Or are there more than I know about it? I know there's
1: a lot of uh, players that are like Haitian descent um, but I'm not sure of how many were actually born in Haiti um, you know you know you got JPP Jason Pierre Paul he's 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 Asian. He, um, Pierre Garçon you got a lot of players that played but I don't I don't know the number of how many players that are actually from Haiti that played in That's it. A, that,
0: those are a couple of good names yeah. that obviously pop come to mind there so you're four when you guys moved to the US yes. so do you remember I don't remember anything other than like six maybe do you no, remember I don't, coming to the US I don't
1: I mean I don't remember Haiti only the stories from what my you know my family have told me I mean, I just remember coming over to the country and then just being, um, you know, just separate. Me and my sister were together. My parents were in a different room. We were just coming together, um, you know, coming together. And just I didn't speak the language, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and just, you know, being put in a situation that, you know, you, you don't really know how to handle it at four years old. That's what I remember, just being put in a room with me and my sister and, like, not really knowing where I was at and, you know, not really understanding anything because I was, wasn't was home.
0: Did they move to St. Louis? Not initially, right? East Coast or? No, St. Louis
1: first. First, it was St. okay. Yeah, St. Louis first, yes.
0: And then you end up at Hall Central and you're playing football. And did you, coming out of, so you weren't eligible, right? Because you had big offers, right? Yeah. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Mizzou, so, so you end up at
1: Washburn. Mm-hmm.
0: And then you wanted to leave there, but they wouldn't let you out? Is that what it was? Yeah,
1: so I was I was at Washburn for three years. I played there for two and going into my 3rd year that's when i had my uh my youngest daughter Cammie. and um just trying to balance school um playing football and i can't work because i'm a student athlete um it just it just it just didn't work out and you know I, I was i felt that i couldn't put everything i wanted to in football and in school and everything so i tried to go back home um but at first i you know i talked to the school and said hey is there any way i could get some type of assistance some type of help so i can take care of you know my daughters in um, my family, and they weren't able to help, and so I was like, "Well, I got to leave. I got to go back home." Um, and I made that decision, and then you know, I, NCAA and Washburn denied my request to leave, even though Lindenwood was there were there were NAIA transfer like going to D two at that time, um, but I didn't even commit to a school yet. I just knew I needed to go home, and and I just obviously knew of Lindenwood, and so yeah, I had to sit out a year, and that was that was probably the biggest blessing of my life really just because of it, it made me realize what I really wanted and then just made me that much hungrier Hungrier when I got back into football. And
0: you're, famously, your story is this guy is trying to pay the bills or whatever, ends yeah. up making the NFL, getting those big checks. But along the way, we're what, cleaning sewers on the cleaning highway? Se- yeah, yeah, I and worked what was at it. I said it was gun grooming, grooming oh, the gun range or so something? So, yeah,
1: I worked at this temp agency and – um it's I don't know if they still do it anymore, but back in the day, you would just you would just show up at like six a.m. and they would uh, pick you out of a group of people, and then hopefully you get picked. You don't know what job it is that day, and uh, you get a check for uh, minimum wage back then was like seven twenty five. Um, you get paid for a couple hours, and yeah, one of the jobs I worked at a gun range. I was in a hazmat suit and I, I cleaned the shell casings. Got about hundred bucks that day. And so you just show up, <laughs> you have no clue. What I have you're gonna no be doing. I, I don't know what like, the Joe, job is. dude. I
0: would dress differently if, I'd know if I know. I had no. Doing.
1: I you know I wore I wore steel toe boots and I wore jeans all the time just to just to prepare. You know, sometimes you know, job would be painting, which was fun, and other other times would be manual labor.
0: How often do you get to tell your story? I mean, I would think with kids in high school. Whether it's Howell Central, you're an alum, or whatever city you're you're playing, and you got a great story to tell. How often have you been able to get in front of kids? And I think the story is perseverance,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, the story is you know perseverance, and uh, you know being able to take advantage of your opportunities, um, and a lot of sacrifice. I've, I've been able to tell it a couple times, uh, especially back at Howell Central, and throughout the uh, surrounding St. Louis areas. Or whenever I get the opportunity to, um, because, you know, my story is a little bit different. But when it all comes down to I had a dream um, and I made sure I did whatever I could to achieve that dream.
0: And what's next now? So free agency right mm-hmm. now. How free does agent. that work? Your agent's like, I'll call around, I'll let you know.
1: Yeah. So free agency is a it's a weird time because, you know, you're you're back at home um, with your family. You're enjoying that. But in the back of your mind, you're like, will I play again? That's one of those those uh, options that you have to think about and then you have to think about your future, still try to work out, still trying to, you know, enjoy life. And um, for, it's for me being the head of the household, you still got to maintain everything and be cool. But I let my hand, my agent handle all that. Um, you know, I worry about the things that I can control because, I mean, even last year, you know, I was able to go back with Seattle and then I got cut from there and then I got picked up. So um, I just I just put all my faith in God and just, Really, just uh, stay focused on what I can control. On
0: yeah, some guys might get freaked out when they get cut. You're like, "Oh, been there, done that." <laughs> I know there, it's going to work out. Right, yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean,
1: you got to you got to stay positive. And then and and then if it doesn't, you know, I th- I think it's it's more as uh, you got to look at it on all right now. What what else can I do? And I always I always think like that, especially after being cut the first couple of times. If if this doesn't work out, what can I do? Furthermore. Um, to stay around football or what can I do um, to just, you know, just continue? Because football is only a short time. You know, it's not it's not my whole life. It's not all my life. It's it's just a short time of what I'm doing right now that I enjoy. And then, um, you know, I'm, whatever whatever comes up next, I'll be ready for it.
0: Pretty good fraternity of St. Louis guys mm-hmm. a, at the next level. You were teammates with Blaine Gabbard. I just saw Teron Armstead's name going mm-hmm. by. Of course, he's across the river, but you got Zeke down in Dallas. Every time I turn on an NFL game, I feel like there's a pretty good stable right now. they yeah. in the league. Oh yeah, there's definitely. Is there a there's, bond you see him when you play another yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, or? um
1: I was I was drafted in the same year with uh, Kristen Kirksey and um he's on the Texans now. So there's a lot of guys in the um, St. Louis area that you know, when you see each other and even in the NFL it's not that many guys um in the NFL at all, but I think, you know, with St. Louis is doing a good job there's a lot of great athletes, different different levels of sports and um, you know, it's definitely it's definitely nice when you're able to see someone that you know, especially in the same area that you're from.
0: All right, cliche sports question: favorite <laughs> moment in the NFL?
1: Favorite moment in the NFL? It's it was I was last year we played against Indianapolis and they threw a hail mary pass and I intercepted and that was my tenth interception. So just being back in that in that arena um, with the former team get get the game winning interception and it's my tenth one. Um, I'll never forget it.
0: Favorite stadium to play in?
1: Favorite stadium? Uh, My favorite stadium to play in would be, um, man, I like playing at Arrowhead. I like playing at Arrowhead. They're
0: loud, huh? Yeah, they're loud.
1: I like like, like playing there.
0: But they're loud, but they're not mean, are they? Like Have you you ever played in Oakland back then? I have. have. But they're just
1: nasty. I tell tell my kids, uh, you're not coming that game. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You're staying home. There there was a Rams
0: game years ago, and pregame we're down there two hours before doing a show. And Kevin Carter looks at me. and goes, "Martin, are you listening to this?" And he's laughing because they're saying the foulest. It's Absolutely. so just vile and disgusting that it is almost funny. Yeah, like except you put my mom in there. Now, knock it off. Yeah, you know?
1: they have so much passion, but you got you got to be yeah. careful. You got to be careful out there.
0: Yeah, so they're they're loud and mean. Kansas City, they're just loud. They're just loud, they're having yes. fun. But ours, I'd say, RCA Dome. It's not that anymore. You were there as Lucas Oil, yep. right? Yes. Is that pretty loud too? I yes, think. it gets
1: pretty loud. But it's indoor. Um, I think. It would like had, the, like being the outside. War. I think it, it magnifies it a little bit more. How about as a city to live in? Where have you enjoyed it the most? Uh, where I've enjoyed, um, no, I just I've been blessed to play in you know so many different cities, and I think uh, being in Tampa, you know, I know in Missouri last year it was, it was snowing in December, and I. And then for me, I was wearing shorts, right. so I couldn't. I couldn't really beat beat that. Um, and you know, and it was in it's Florida, so it was, it was a good vibe, good good weather.
0: So long term, whenever football is over, what do you want to do? I see Lo- you having an impact, and like I said, the last time we talked, it was you doing donating money down mm-hmm. in Houston. No connection to Houston, right? I mean, yeah,
1: I, I'm always gonna you know give back because I I was blessed, and I think um, just just being brought up and how my parents raised us is always giving back um no matter what you can give back, time, money, whatever you can give back. Um but, you know, and for the future plans is I wanna open up my own sports performance um gym. Um that's something I've been working on. Um but uh kind of put on the back burner until I know I can give everything into it because it's going to take a lot of work.
0: Yeah, that's down the road. You, got to, the road. you got to, I got 31? 31, yes, sir. Oh, just a Shiny. kid. Just, <laughs> just a kid. Just a baby. <laughs> Will you go back and visit Haiti ever, or have you been back?
1: Or? Yeah, I, well, I was supposed to go in uh, with Samaritan's Feet, the organization that I work with, um, in 2020, and then kind of put it in a back burner. And then just talking back with Haiti, you know, they got hit with another earthquake. So as soon as um, – it's, it's it's safe enough to go definitely going to go back
0: and for everyone wondering no relation to rob desir who was our long time yeah. back in the day way you probably, back in probably the day. when you
1: were in like grade school yeah maybe. i got a, i actually got like uh i think it was athlete of the week with Rob Désir. Yeah, yeah okay
0: <laughs> i think i remember because like, we saw yeah. the name like rob you got to hand this one out right absolutely. and his family's from haiti yes his descendants yeah yes pierre great to see you good luck in
1: 2022 i appreciate it thank you
0: what a great story and great success when you just kick around the league for a little while, just hoping to catch on and get a nice big check, he was able to do that. And hopefully now the career will continue. Chance to play with Tom Brady. Boy, the stories he can tell when it's all said and done out of Howell Central in St. Louis. And maybe with Lindenwood going D1, we'll start talking about more kids drafted in the NFL. A couple have played there, but Pierre Desir was the first to get drafted in the NFL. The Kilquand Conversation presented, as always, by Triad Bank, neighborhood Friendly Bank in Frontenac. Marie de Villa, senior living, 60-acre campus, always festive. The fountains are red during the Cardinal playoff run. Hoping to turn those fountains blue real soon for the hockey playoffs. Marie de Villa right there at Clayton and Wideman Road. B&G tuck pointing. uh, Yes, tuck pointing, for sure, making those bricks look new again. But also foundation repair, and waterproofing. They do all of the above. BG, tuckpointing.com is where you can find out more. And the appliance discounters, where I keep telling you it's not just the merchandise and the pricing. They also have a great service team. We had our refrigerator repaired. They were out quickly. Boom, ordered the part. We were back up and running. All part of the great service. You get with appliance discounters on the web, The appliance discounters. Com. That'll do it for the Coin Conversation. Thanks for checking us out, as always, at scoopswithdannymack.com or on Spotify, iTunes, if you subscribe. That way, all the segments are delivered directly to you. We appreciate all of your support and make sure to support our sponsors as well.